What is up and welcome into Post Loons episode 17, breaking down Minnesota United's 2-0 home win over Houston Dynamo. And what a win it was in front of 19,600 plus at Allianz Field, the Wonderwall, getting to sing Wonderwall once again. What is up? My name is Jeremy Rushing here to break it all down solo tonight. Of course, that means I will need your assistance, your help your takes, your questions, your comments. So drop them into the chat, whether you're watching on Twitter, whether you're watching on YouTube, would love to get your thoughts on the match tonight so I can address those and uh, talk about those on the air as we move forward. Also, of course, got to shout out our good friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Big thanks to them for sponsoring Post Loons, and we will tell you more about them as the stream goes on. But yes, 2-0, the final at Allianz Field. Despite the threat of severe weather, the Wonderwall out in full force, and they got their money's worth with another three points coming from the Loons at home. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and jump right into that, into our three things here. My first thing is a, a person, a player, Robin Lud. Uh, Six points in the last five matches for Robin. Uh, for my money, in my opinion, he's been Minnesota United's most important player this season, bar none. I don't think that's even close. Um, if you want my quick rankings real quick, Robin Lud would be one in terms of most important players. Will Trap two, Roman Metinair, three. I think Tyler Miller is up there as well. Honorable mention for him. But Robin Lud, just the way he's played, especially lately, his clutchness, scoring late in matches, although he didn't do that tonight, scored an early goal, but Recently, had been scoring more late as well to help either bring Minnesota United level or give them a late lead. Um, he, for me, has been the most important player of the season so far for Minnesota United. He was man of the match, voted man of the match on Twitter. Um, and that, to me, is why he is my first thing for my three things. Also, he didn't give up on that play, too. Will Trapp sends a scorcher in on goal. Uh, Marriage can't quite come up with it because it's such a hard shot. Everybody else is kind of ball-watching but not Robin Lode. He breaks towards the ball, tucks it away in the back of the net, gives Minnesota United that big early lead. Um, so shout out to him. He is my first of my three things tonight. Um, if you have any big things, big takeaways, please drop them in the chat on uh, Twitter or YouTube. Would love to respond to those as we move forward here. Um, the second of my three things, Allianz the Fortress. 6-0-1. That is Minnesota United's record in their last seven home matches. 6-0-1. The Wonderwall in full force has made a huge difference for Minnesota United, for the Loons. And uh, that has been a huge reason why they've been able to climb out of this hole that they've been in. You know, they put themselves in a rut early on in the season. Their home play, their home success, these home results that they've been able to get, that's been a huge, huge uh, reason why they've been able to crawl back into playoff contention. Currently fifth. In the Western Conference standings are Minnesota United. Even they, they haven't played any less games, no games in hand. LAFC has no games in hand on them. They both played 17 matches. Minnesota United, three points clear of LAFC. But more important, five points clear of the playoff threshold. That is where Minnesota United is. 17 matches played, as have the rest of the teams behind them in the playoff standings. And they are five points clear now of that playoff threshold. That is absolutely huge. And their play at Allianz, 6 and one in their last seven. That's been a huge part of that. And then my final of my three things, a clean sheet. 
after giving up crooked numbers in the last two matches, two goals each in the last two matches, although we can argue it should not have been two goals against Vancouver. But in any case, after giving up those two goals in each of the last two, Tyler Miller and the Loons defense responded in a big way tonight to keep Houston scoreless. Big clean sheet. You talk about a defense without Michael Boxall as well. I think this particular defense without Boxall is starting to develop its own identity, starting to come into its own a little bit um, as a unit. And they have done very, very well tonight, keeping that clean sheet. And obviously, you got to keep a clean sheet uh, to give yourself the best chance to win. And they did that tonight. Um, again, if you are watching, feel free to drop a question or a comment in the chat like Dave Olenski did. Dave says, I will always feel comfortable when we take an early lead. Our goaltending and defense has been top-notch. Dave, I cannot argue with you there. I mean, it's so important to get out on the front foot and get that early lead. How many times early on, or even in the midpoint of the season, did we say, have we said, Minnesota United keeps getting chances, keeps getting chances, keeps getting chances, but they can't put one away. And then all of a sudden, against the run of play, you see uh, the other team break a counter and get on the board. That happened numerous times. That's what helped put Minnesota United behind the eight ball early in the season as well. But they have got out early in, uh, in a couple of matches in a row now, a few matches in this last couple of weeks. Um, and that's been a huge reason why they've had the success they have. Getting out on that front foot, putting the other team on their heels, which allows Adrian Heath to sort of manage the game the way he wants. He's got kind of a substitution rhythm the way he wants it. Um, and getting out to that early lead is a big portion of, or a big uh, reason why he has that freedom to do so. Um, if you're like Dave and you have a question or comment on tonight's match, please drop it in the chat. We'd love to respond to it. Uh, but before we get into our game notes here, got to shout out our friends over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. Um, I talk about them every time. They are our title sponsors here on Post Loons. You see the nice uh, logo that we have in the corner of the graphic here. 801 South Night Street in Minneapolis is where you can find our good friends over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee. They have indoor soccer. They have a coffee shop that is on the way. I'm so excited for that. And they also hold Minnesota United watch parties. Now, they haven't had any recently because they obviously don't have them if there's a home match. And if there's a match on the West Coast that starts at 9.30 p.m., they're not going to have a watch party there. But if there's a road match that starts at a reasonable time, you can bet that Night Street is probably having a uh, a watch party for it. So be on the lookout, NightStreetMPLS.com, at NightStreetMPLS, N-I-N-T-H, StreetMPLS, on Twitter and Instagram for all things Night Street Soccer and Coffee. But the big thing they have going right now is pickup soccer. Now, they have single game pickup that you can play for $5 each. That happens Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Um, also have lunchtime pickup too during the day. So if you want to get a little lunchtime workout in great way to do that and have some fun is to play some pickup soccer. So Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon are the times for lunchtime pickup. Or if you're an avid pickup soccer player and you think you're going to be playing a lot, get that $35 unlimited pickup membership. You can compete in as many of these sessions as you want. $35 a month flat rate. Just go to nightstreetmpls.com and go to that open sports app as well um, to get all signed up with Night Street soccer and coffee nice street mpls in the chats in the uh in the viewership there uh watching post loons tonight love our friends over at night street soccer and coffee thank you guys so much for uh sponsoring and supporting post loons here so let's get into the game notes what happened sort of chronologically in this match to have it play out the way it did well talking about getting out on the front foot in the first minute less than a minute in minnesota united earns a free kick in a very dangerous spot and Emmanuel Reynoso, he was on point with his set pieces tonight. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait to go back and watch this and, and focus on that portion of it specifically. From the free kicks 
to the corner kick that led to the second goal. Reynoso was locked in on his set pieces tonight. And we saw that less than a minute in free kick in a very dangerous spot. Uh, and Ray forces that save. I mean, it was a beautiful free kick going to the corner of the net. Uh, Marco Marich uh, was called upon very early, did the job to keep the game scoreless early on. Um, and then uh, we had Tyler Miller called upon in the sixth minute, able to easily corral a Fafa Pakula, uh, uh shot there just inside the box. And then the 14th is where we had the first goal. Uh, Will Trap firing a laser right at Marich, uh, but he's unable to hold on to it. I mean, this was such a hard shot from Will Trap. And when we talk about Will Trap and his ability to kind of kickstart things in the attack from Minnesota United, I mean, this was like perfectly encapsulated in this one play. Trap gets the ball in midfield, sends a few dribbles up, fires just an absolute rocket from outside the box. It's right at marriage but he can't hold on to it. And it's hard to blame him. I mean, this ball, I would love to see how fast that shot actually was. Um, I'm not even going to hazard a guess as to how fast it was. I have no idea, but it was coming in hot. Marich could not handle it. Everybody else was kind of ball watching, but Robin Lode was the one right there, followed the shot, followed the ball, found it right at his feet, tucked it away for the opening goal. And starting on the front foot, like Dave Valensky mentioned earlier in the comments, um, you know, always feeling more comfortable when you're getting out early. I mean, that makes sense, right? Getting out of the front foot is so huge for momentum and for your standing in the match. And that's what happened in the 14th minute with Minnesota United going up 1-0. Uh, 32nd minute, Corey Baird fires from distance for Houston. The ball, it perfectly goes over the outstretched arms of Miller and curls down towards goal. And you're thinking, man, okay, 1-1, here we go, game on. Goes off the crossbar, but the 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 freakout is not over yet after it goes off the crossbar because after it comes off the crossbar, it actually hits off the either the back or the back of Tyler Miller's head. I couldn't see exactly which one it hit off of. And I was sure when that happened that the ball was going to go off of Tyler Miller and into the back of the net. And it was going to be an own goal situation, right? Luckily, that did not happen. Goes off of Miller's back out over the end line for a corner kick. Um, that was really the last dangerous uh, play of the first half. So as we head into the second now, uh, 58th minute, I will say, before we get to the second half, um, the first 25, 30 minutes for Minnesota United, they were they were pretty damn good. Like they, they played really well in those first 30 or so minutes. But they really seemed to take their foot off the gas over that last 15. Uh, they sort of coasted the last uh, quarter hour of that first half. And uh, it almost cost them. There were a few dangerous opportunities for Houston. And luckily, um, I'm only going to say fortunately, because Minnesota United's defense did step up. Tyler Miller did step up. But you do feel a little fortunate if you're a Minnesota United fan, considering that late um, that late run, that, that, that late barrage that Houston had, to go into half just, you know, to have the lead at half. Honestly, you're feeling pretty good. Uh, 58th minute, slow, methodical buildup from the Loons. Um, Adrian Heath really mentioned in the second half, he wanted his team to keep possession, wanted to take advantage of the fact that Houston played a midweek match and Minnesota didn't. They were, you know, in all likelihood on more tired legs. So he really wanted the team to, to focus on possession, play more side to side. And the team did do that. In the 58th minute, slow, methodical buildup from the Loons ends with Lud firing a low shot off the left foot from just outside the box. 
just it was probably a whisker wide anyway, but Marish did get the slightest fingertip on it to ensure he had it covered. Can't blame him there. Led to a corner. In the 63rd minute, Reynoso sends a beautiful free kick. Talk about Reynoso being on point with his set pieces tonight. In the 63rd, a beautiful free kick on goal just outside the box. Marich, just an incredible save. Uh, Marich on the Houston side did everything he could to keep Houston in this match. He had some incredible saves. Um, and uh, none none more important, none better than that one on Reynoso in the 63rd on the, on the free kick. 66 minute low ball into the box finds a streaking Houston player did not see who it was. Um, I thought this was going to be the equalizer for sure. Um, Houston had Minnesota beat on the counterattack there. Somehow though, off that point blank sort of shot from that low ball in the box, Miller is able to get his leg on it somehow and keep the dynamo scoreless. Uh, 67th minute Nico Hansen on for Adrian Unu. This is what Adrian Heath has shown he loves to do. This is his go-to second half move to bring on Nico Hansen in for whoever is playing striker. Adrian, who knew is the one that's playing striker, especially with the Ramon Abila rumors being what they are. And we'll get to those here in, here in a little bit, but um, it's Hansen for who knew and it's moving Robin load from the right wing to the number nine is it's Adrian Heath's second half move, and it has worked wonders for Minnesota United in the two to three weeks that he has done this. Um, 71st minute, Ethan Finley goes just full and one mixtape on a Houston defender, getting in the box and forcing a corner. And on that corner kick in the 72nd, a beautiful ball in from the corner from Reynoso, finds the head of Coleman, who just excellently flicks it into the corner and doubles the Loon's lead. Brett Coleman has been sort of an unsung, under-the-radar uh, asset for Minnesota United, especially in the absence of Michael Boxall. He has uh, you know, been in the starting 11 for most of the last few weeks, and he has done really, really well in that role. And he played a major, major role there tonight, um, obviously getting that second goal and sort of putting, that, putting the match out of reach at that point. Uh, 79th minute, another sub for the Loons. Juan Agudelo comes on for Robin Lud. Uh, Agudelo with a great, I was looking at this because it's, it's hard to see exactly, unless you really are a big soccer mind, it's hard to see the impact that Juan Agudelo brings when he's on the field. Uh, James Hargrave and I have talked about this. Sam from pot on Yaloons and I have talked about this. Um, even Grant from the dummy run podcast and I have talked about this, but Minnesota United seems to do well. When he comes on the pitch, right? His, he has a great plus minus. I believe he has a plus three, plus two or plus three, plus minus on the season when he's been in the match. So he's obviously, you know, influencing the game in a positive way, if at all. Um, so I don't I don't mind the Agadello. I think I was pointed to the fact that he does make some really good runs that pull defenders out of positions that have led to Minnesota United goals on numerous occasions this season. Um, so yeah, um, you know, two weeks ago I would have been a little bit head scratching. You know, when it comes to the Agadello sub, but I think I get it a little bit more now. Um, and uh, obviously that plus minus is, you know, a, a, a good factor of the quality that Agadello brings. Um, nothing down the stretch. Minnesota United locks it down, battens down the hatches and uh, ends up with that big 2-0 win. Um, you know, a lot of good things happening. Um, I do want to quickly, though, before we get into more questions and comments, um, want to talk about the Ramon Abila situation. So it came out earlier this week from Sodas 11 on Twitter. 
Um, this is a guy who has an inside source with Minnesota United. Don't know obviously who that source is, but he's very plugged in to Minnesota United. And he has actually broken a lot of news, a lot of moves that the Loons have made before they were announced, before anybody else had the scoops on them. And from what I have seen, he has been correct 99.9% of the time. I've actually never seen a time where he's been wrong. Um, and earlier this week, he broke some news that said um, that Ramon Abila was being sort of, for lack of a better term, traded to uh, DC United, that he would see out the remainder of his loan from Boca Juniors with DC United, um, that Minnesota United would be moving him. Um, and that Boca Juniors uh, had sort of agreed that, you know, he can be moved in his loan. Um, Andy Grader from the Pioneer Press, you know, one of the, one of, if not the top loons reporter that there is, um, had reached out to his sources and his sources said, no, that's, that, that's not happening. Uh, we're not going to do that. And so, so does 11 came out on Twitter, said, Hey, sorry guys, my source and I jumped the gun on this. You know, we're, you know, um, you know, we, we, we put stuff out there, I guess, b- before we probably should have. And that's when things got a little, little sideways. Um, there was an individual, I'm not going to name him by name. Um, he came out on Twitter and basically said, basically called this Twitter account out for posting false information saying, why would you post this before it was, you know, if it wasn't confirmed. Um, when this was really the, the first time that that particular account, so does 11 had, had gotten something wrong, at least from what I've seen. Um, and, and in my opinion, I don't think, I didn't think that was necessary from the get-go. Uh, but today actually news is actually coming out from Argentine sources and MLS news on, uh, on Twitter has actually sort of echoed that report saying that, no, this is happening. Ramon Abila will be moving from Minnesota United to DC United. So even though Soda's 11 was wrong, he's actually going to turn out being correct. I think it's a lot of vindication for Soda's 11. This is a very pro Soda's 11 uh, podcast here, Post Loons. So uh, very happy to see that. Hopefully an apology or two are, are thrown his way when all is said and done. But yeah, it looks like Ramon Abila is heading to DC United to see out the remainder of his loan from Boca Juniors. So interesting there. I want you to see uh, when that actually becomes officially official, but um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of news sources, uh, especially Argentine news, news sources that are sort of putting that information out there now. Um, All right. So moving forward for Minnesota United, let's talk about this because this team is rolling right now. Not only are they six Oh and one in their last seven at home, they've only lost one match in their last 13. You talk about where they started. Minnesota basically needed this run to crawl out. You're right. I mean, if, if you're looking after that, after that losing streak, they, okay, yeah, they're going to probably need to win, you know, something like 12 out, or they're going to need to, you know, um, they're going to need to get results in 12 out of their next 13 games in order for uh, them to crawl out of this. Well, they've done that. Only one loss in their last 13, 6 0 1 in their last seven at home. This team is streaking right now. And a lot of this, especially lately, has been done without Franco Fragapane, who is still out with the thigh injury. We still haven't gotten necessarily a firm timeline on that. So that's huge to have one of your most influential players out. That, to me, is also what signifies the importance of Robin Lode, how important he is to this team. Because even with one of your other, um, you know, 
really, really quality players, you know, one of your best starters, one of your most, most influential players, even with him out due to injury, you can put together this run that Minnesota United has had. You know, from Seattle to Portland to L.A. to Vancouver to now, you're talking about – trying to do the math here three six nine ten eleven eleven points in that stretch that's huge that's absolutely huge so it's going to be huge for momentum moving forward because they will have a test next saturday they have another off week here next saturday at la galaxy and then the following tuesday at san jose and then back home against skc on august 21st so a big stretch here for minnesota just more of a measuring stick um, great to have another week off to continue to rest, continue to make sure you're healthy, have your optimal 11 out there for when, uh, when you take on, uh, LA galaxy in a big home match. First time, I believe LA galaxy have come to Allianz since the 2019 playoff game, which we know how, how that went. Um, so that is going to be a little bit of revenge on the mind of, uh, of Minnesota United when LA galaxy come to Allianz next Saturday night. Um, if you have any more questions or comments, feel free to drop them in the chat. We do have one here from Cindy Hoffbeck says, I think Brett Coleman should have been man of the match tonight. Um, yeah, it's, I wouldn't have argued if it was Brent Coleman. Um, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of people who live locally here sort of, you know, feel certain things about Brett Coleman in terms of, uh, you know, wanting, wanting to, to see him do the best he can and sort of wanting to see those accolades go his way because he is that local kid and there's that local pride factor, right? Um, he, he played well tonight, both on defense and offense, getting that second goal. Um, so, yeah, I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have argued with, with Coleman. I also think it's hard to argue against, uh, against Robin Lud too. Um, any more questions or comments, feel free to drop them in the chat on Twitter or YouTube. Also, give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube as well. That is huge for our placement on YouTube, going to stick around for a couple more minutes. Um, want to talk about some of the other things happening tonight in the world of Minnesota slash Wisconsin soccer. Uh, Ford Madison, the Mingos are currently in a lightning delay down in in, uh, in Omaha, uh, down one nil in that one. So uh, something to look out for there if you're still kind of itching, you know, still got the soccer itch at 9:30 on a Saturday. Um, head over to ESPN Plus and uh, see if Ford Madison is back up and running in that one. Um, so we got our um, talking flock podcast to go along with that for Madison news. So uh, Rob Chapel from Madison three, six, five. And I, every Monday talk about forward Madison, uh, all things forward Madison. So go check us out. Um, you can, you know, check out the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Just look at, just look for talking flock. You can also follow us at talking flock on Twitter, but yeah, forward Madison in a lightning delay down in Omaha right now, down one nil to union Omaha. Uh, if there are no more questions, no more comments on the stream, uh, we will probably get on out of here then. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Obviously a big win. Crank Wonderwall in your house. Do whatever you got to do to celebrate. Uh, another week off for the Loons. But like I said, back at it next Saturday for a big revenge game back home against LA Galaxy. Maybe they can uh, avenge that 2019 home playoff loss uh, as they welcome the Galaxy next Saturday night. We will catch you then. Until then, have a good week. I'm Jeremy Rushing. This has been Post Loons. See you later.